This ain't your average f***ing online marketing podcast. This is the Dave Sharp Show. Things that I think is important here is that we learn how to be more honest. We learn how to be more honest, you know, and and um, one of the things that one of the things that I love is the truth, and I didn't used to love the truth. I had to fall in love with the truth. Um, I lived for many years, nor was I modeled for most of my life uh, by people who loved the truth. I was modeled by people who, uh, they lied a lot, but they didn't lie intentionally. It was sort of like, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Well, that's all, that's, that would be a lie if you're not fine. But most of the time, and see, we don't think like that. We don't think like that. Like when I hear somebody say, I'm just being honest, or to be honest, I immediately think, well, are you not honest the rest of the time that we talk? <laughs> so I try never to say that, to be honest. Because I'm just basically saying this is the, and if you think about it, if you think about it, if you're honest, that in those times in the past, maybe not now, because it's hard to take responsibility for things. It really is. It's a, it's a big boy, big girl sport is to take full ownership. But if you think about in the past, when have you really truly been honest with somebody? And when have you really truly been honest to yourself? I mean, in like those moments where you're like, to be honest. It's kind of like a salesperson who says, well... I really don't think this is a good fit for you, to be honest. It's rare that that happens. We actually try to do that at Legendary. We try to discern whether something is a good fit for somebody or not. Are we perfect all the time? No, we're not. But we try to say, you know what, I don't know that this is a good fit for you. Right? But what if we just, what if we became, what if we fell in love with the truth? What if we fell in love with the truth to where we became so resistant, resistant to anything that was remotely not the truth that we just, it became difficult to be around in a situation to where we knew that people weren't being fully honest. Now that would be a big shift for most of us because we... We start thinking about, oh God, how often am I actually really direct and honest? And geez, the people that I hang out with, are, are, they really, are they really honest? And then when we start to think about that, that's a heavy thought because it's like, okay, gosh, now I'm going back home with a different perspective and I'm going to be hanging out. Okay, now I'm going to be analyzing every situation like am I in an environment to where people are being fully honest? And that, that's a lot more to deal with. But here's, here's, my, here's my, 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 my question to you is, what if you got to a place to where any sort of, like, anything that wasn't authentic, anything that wasn't honest, any, any, any types of environments or people that w aren't willing to take full responsibility for their actions, what if you just became so resistant to those sort of environments that... Like you just didn't want to be around him and you just removed yourself because you looked like that was a waste of your time. 
and you were like, I don't want to waste my time doing this anymore. This, is, this doesn't mean anything what we're doing right now. I'm going to go over here and do something more meaningful with meaningful people. And I don't mean those people don't matter. I'm just saying people who want to be more honest. So let me put this in more layman's terms because this is a difficult concept, I think, to try to communicate or articulate. But for me, I have zero, like I don't have any tolerance for small talk. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not interested in hanging out with people because there's sometimes that I just totally want to chill out. Like last night, we were just chilling out, hanging out by the spa, and like we were just talking about like AI, and we were talking about like, is AI going to take over the world, or is the environment going to like have some disaster first? And we were just like talking about things that they matter, but they don't really matter, but they're fascinating. But like in terms of just going and hanging out, with like people, even family members who just, it's like, hey, how you doing, Bob? Good to, good to see you. Hey, how's the weather? How's the and, and just endless hours upon hours spending time doing that kind of stuff. Man, I got no, no tolerance for it, right? But even more so what I have little tolerance for is people who are not on a path to take total responsibility for their shit, Right? And the reason why I'm bringing this stuff up is because I, I, I know that as an entrepreneur, I know that as somebody who, I know that, that, that the most successful people, and I don't just mean in business, but I mean also in your relationships. I mean the most successful relationships are the ones that are the most honest. And did you know that all business is built and based on relationships? Now, Hold on, what does that mean though? Because I've heard that before. Does it mean the connections that I make? So, ooh, I need to get into more room, more rooms and, and kind of slither around and tell more lies. And act. No, it doesn't because that's what most networking is. Just, ooh, I'm going to get in a room, hand out some business cards, try to act cooler than I am. You know? What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm inviting you guys to do is, is to really gut check yourself on your, on your honesty, on your honesty, and invite you to a deeper level of honesty. Now look, I've taken honesty to a r ridiculous extreme because, you know, I used to not live in reality. And my wife used to always tell me, she said, God, I want to be married to somebody who's in fucking reality. Because I was not in reality. You know what I mean? Like I was just not in reality. I was reliving childhood trauma. I was my I was in in a in a marriage as a 30 something year old man still acting like my 14 and 15 year old self. You know what I mean? Re re just re reliving that. Reliving that. Showing up to every conversation as my old 16 year old self because when we when we as as kids, you know, I look at people and I say, "Well, when I start talking to somebody and they have a hang-up in business, if I'm, if I'm talking to them and coaching them, not counseling them, because I know my boundaries, but if I'm coaching them, I say, what was your relationship like with your mother? What was your relationship like with your father? What, what, how are you, see, like, what, when I look at you and I see that you're um, out here and you're afraid of rejection or you're afraid you're, or you lack confidence, 
were you what what happened when you were growing up were you a middle child did you were you just trying did you feel unseen so now you've spent the rest of your life trying to get people's attention did you not have a father so now all of a sudden you're living your life trying to get male validation and looking for mentors and stuff and you're a part of all these things looking for just a man to show you some love right these are actually oh, fuck we're at a business conference dave slow down right <laughs> But here's, here's my point. Here's my point. As I went on this mission, I went on this mission because I had all of these old, you know, old traumas that in, in, in behaviors and things that I had learned as a, as a child. Um, for example, just a short while ago, I grew up with my dad not um, as an alcoholic, and he would go in and out of my life for long periods of time. And then when uh, so I wouldn't see him. So, and I'm talking about when I was young. He would go off and he would go uh, fishing. He went sharking. I remember one time, and there was several periods that I didn't see him for nine months or twelve months. And then occasionally, you know, my my uh, you know my my mom would she didn't know what to do with that, so she would try to redirect my attention, right, and say, "Oh, your father, he's not." You know, she was frustrated with him because he wasn't like really showing up. So she would, in a sense, badmouth him. She didn't mean to, but that's I felt defensive, and so I grew up with this codependency about my dad, always feeling like I needed to take care of him, which that codependency also it spilled over into the rest of my life. So I was afraid to be truthful and honest with people because I might push them away and I might lose them. So I developed a codependency about myself to where in business I was unable to have boundaries with people. Meaning, boundary is simply I'm telling you who I am. Meaning, you're doing something that I don't like. I'm going to tell you that. You've made me feel uncomfortable with what you just said. I'm going to tell you that. That makes me feel uncomfortable when you do that. So I was afraid for many years to do that in life and business. So in this journey of me trying to learn how to be more honest, you know, I sat down with my dad a, a while ago. We were having a cigar. He was over at my house, and, I, and, and he was doing something that I, I began to worry about him, and I just vocalized in a moment of just, I need to heal this part of me. Dad, I'm not going to worry about you anymore. And I said that. It's not going to worry about you. I've spent my entire life worrying if you were going to kill yourself or if you were going to be okay as you were depressed and as you were gone for nine and ten and twelve months at a time. And I'm just, and I felt this big weight lift off my shoulder. And I just made a decision in that moment. I, I was just going to take my, my, my boundaries and my honesty with people to now a new level, right? Because I went back and I faced some of these things, these old things that have been haunting me and, and keeping me from living my full potential. This is what it means to live your full potential. How do you live your full potential? You have to make it right with these parts of yourself that are locked up. You have to set them free. You have to set them free, okay? You have to set them free, right? We have to make it right with these, with these parts of our past, with mom, with dad. We, we have to look at these areas of our life. This is what I mean to be ruthlessly honest. Because in business, you're going to be faced with all kinds of different situations 
And can you actually speak up and advocate for yourself? Can you get, like part of getting on video or party, part of speaking up with our message is about making it right with our past so now we can show up without all the baggage. That's what bringing baggage into a new relationship means. It means that I have not faced or made right. I was talking last night uh, with Matt and Andy and, and Nathan, and Matt brought up uh, a conversation between uh, something that Elon Musk had said, and then we started to kind of delve into um, really if, if billionaires are the right ones to, if they're all-knowing, like we put them up on this pedestal. But the more that we learn about people, we realize that, damn, they've also got a lot of like pain and hurt and trauma that I, my experience is I can numb out with work. So, for example, Elon Musk, this whole book, this guy did a whole biography about him, and he was interviewing him and asking him questions, but he could never get Elon to talk about his dad. And, and Elon said, well, he was a horrible man, that's all I'm going to say. Now, here's a guy who had, here's a guy who has, you, you know, clearly achieved an enormous amount of success. My, from my limited knowledge about what we're talking about here, about healing and honesty and past trauma is that he has taken something, maybe he's worked on it, maybe he hasn't, but he's channeled all of that into his work and never really kind of dealt with it or else why wouldn't he want to talk about it? That's just my assumption, right? So even the most, now, is he, is he angry? Is he lonely? Is he hurting? I don't know. Maybe he has a bunch of money and he's not very happy. You know, I don't know. I don't know what his business life looks like, but what I do know is, is that one piece, if somebody has, is, has, has, has something in their past that they're so unwilling to look at, that is going to be a blockage for something that they want to achieve. It, it just is. Now, maybe it hasn't been a blockage for him to make money and start companies because intellectually he's been able to channel his genius into something and maybe he's been running from his pain because working numbs him. But maybe personal relationships are a complete fucking catastrophe. Like, I don't know if he's married and I don't know what any of his personal relationships look like. But I know a lot of people who have a lot of money, but they're miserable because they're good at making money, but they're happiness-wise and in their personal life, they're, they're not able to, to, to rectify that. Does this make sense? So here's my point, is that for you guys, if you are scared to make content, if you are scared to speak up, if you are uncomfortable or fearful, if you feel like your message doesn't matter, if, if, if anything inside of you is holding you back from doing something, it's because you need to go back and address something and make it right. If I feel like my message doesn't matter, I need to go back in my life and say, when was I ignored and told my what I have to say doesn't matter? This is what I'm trying to say. Because when we're born, we're born alive and loud and 
we are, I'm telling you, if you don't think so, you haven't been around little kids in a long time <laughs> or ever. Because when we're young, we're born loud, we're born proud, we're born full of self-esteem, and somewhere along the line, in our nurturing, we are told, shut the fuck up, sit down, be seen, not heard, you don't matter, your brother's better, your sister's better, whatever, your sister's prettier, your brother's better at basketball, dad told you to shut the fuck up and go sit down, you were bullied or rejected in school, something happened and now all of a sudden you've been trying to keep yourself safe for the rest. Does this make sense? So it, what, what you're struggling with right now in moving forward in your business has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on right now. This is my point. It has nothing to do with what's going on in your life right now. You're probably sitting here thinking at the beginning of this talk, I'm, I'm happily married, Dave. I'm, ha I'm, I'm fine. Everything's good. So that is oftentimes, a, a, or hey, I'm, I enjoy my life. I, you know, I have that bad of a childhood. That's another thing. People go back. They say, I didn't have that bad of a childhood. And I can't, I had a good, up. it's not about, it's not always about somebody just beating you and abusing you. Life just has a weird way of giving us messages. So here's an example. This is why messaging is so important because we've been marketed to our whole lives. So here's an example, okay? Dad went and cheated on mom. Child knows about it. Nobody ever talked about it in the house. What message does that give you as a little girl? Anything else? You talk Don't talk about it. Yeah. Anything, no problems. Yeah. Ignore about it. We we don't talk. About it. Right. Anybody ever have like massive chaos going on in their home, but then Sunday comes around and it's like, put your Sunday's best on, get out. We got to get to church, and then you get to church or whatever, and it's like, how are you guys doing? We are fantastic. How are you doing? Like this is dad with the kids. We are good. Hi sir. How are you doing? Kissing babies, but you know he just beat mom last night. You see what I'm saying? What message does that give you as a little child in that house? It means never tell the truth. <laughs> That's the message it gives you. What about, what about, what about, here's one for the, for the, for the guy or gal who had the perfect childhood. I didn't have anything. Nobody ever talks about anything in the house. And nobody ever has a feeling. Nobody's ever mad. Nobody's ever, there's, things are going on, things are happening, dad loses his job, um, little, uh, the dog got ran over by a car, we lost a child, mom had a miscarriage, like all the, but nothing's ever talked about. Like we don't talk about that, we just keep on going. What message does that give you as a child? Stuff your feelings. You see what I'm saying? So my point is, is that even if we had the perfect childhood, we were given messages growing up. 
And if we want to be great entrepreneurs, and again, what is my message? So you're seeing me go back to my core message, which is the whole entrepreneur, right? Mental, physical, emotional, emotional slash spiritual, right? This is what I'm obsessed about because I know it's true. I know this is the secret. And I just, people don't want to, and I got you guys fucking held hostage in a room so I can talk to you about it, right? <laughs> but most of the time, most of the time, people are going to click off this video to go read the one, the 16-word the Facebook ad script. The one Facebook ad script. That's the external thing that's going to solve all your problems. But I'm telling you, this is the secret. If you want to know what the secret is, and let me tell you something, when you begin to face and address these things in your, in your, in your life, you do, like how many people just by a show of hands would like to feel more confident than, they, than they've ever felt in their entire lives? By a show of hands. How many of you would like ultimate confidence? Yeah? How many of you guys would like to, in every situation that you're in, know exactly how to handle yourself and to feel safe? By a show of hands. How many of you guys, when, when you say something, would like not, and, and it didn't come out exactly as you wanted it to come out, would like to, instead of putting yourself down and criticizing yourself, would like to treat yourself with care and compassion and be able to laugh at yourself and know that you're still good enough. By a show of hands. How do you achieve that? Because ultimately, that's what you want. And if I frame it like that, it becomes crystal clear because that's what I want. That's really what I want. Because now when I sit down in front of the camera, I can just go... And, it's, and if I fuck up, I'll just keep going because I feel better about myself. I'm not going to stop, right? When I go to sit down at the computer and I go to type, I'm going to be able to be fully external in typing instead of in my head. When I go to speak in front of some, a crowd like this, I can be fully present with the crowd and not be like worried about how I look or whatever like that, Right? If you want to speak more in front of people, how would you like to, every single time you get in front of a crowd, totally be able to fucking connect with the room and totally be present and deliver and leave everything on the floor by a show of hands whenever you speak and talk in front of a group of people? Yeah. How do you do that? This is the work you must do. You must go back and ask, and, and, and you must become a detective. You must become an investigator of your past. You must say, where, where did I develop this insecurity? What am I afraid of? That's why actually I, I showed some of the brand builder people. I didn't bring down my, I didn't bring down my, um, whoop, make sure the barn door ain't open. Um, I didn't bring down my, uh, my, my, my books that I'm reading right now, but the one book I'm reading is uh, the 16-word sales letter like I shared with you guys yesterday. And the second book that I'm reading and actually working is A Gentle Path Through the 12 Steps. Now, you guys may say, well, Dave, I'm not an alcoholic, but look, I don't care what you are. Every single person needs to take a journey inside. Every single person needs to work through because I guarantee you, most people in this room have an addiction to something. 
And I believe that an addiction is simply a response to trauma. Because what does an addiction do? Well, an addiction to drugs helps me numb out so I don't have to face the truth. An addiction to alcohol does the same thing. Food, sugar does the same thing. Work even does the same thing. Shopping does the same thing. Do you understand? Social media and the phone does the same thing. What this does is it allows us to do anything and everything except face ourselves and sit with the honest truth about us. The honest truth about us. And that's why, that's why most people die with regrets. is because they don't do this work and then get honest with themselves so then they can be honest with their loved ones. Like, the, how many of you guys have a distant relative that you haven't talked to in years? Every, almost every hand in the room. And how many of you guys have not talked to them in years because of some beef or resentment? By a show of hands. Honesty, please. By a show of hands, a beef or a resentment. Okay? And here we are, and I've done this too, we'll wait for them to fold and apologize to us, and that'll never happen. But what I learned in recovery in the 12 steps that uh, I think are so brilliant is that, like, I just got to own my shit. I just got to own my shit. And if I apologize to you, it's not always just for you. It's for me because I don't want to carry around that stuff. And that is what this work that I'm talking and I'm encouraging you guys to do is all about. It's not for everybody else because I'm going to go and I'm going to try to clear up this wreckage of my past because I'm, you know, I'm trying to make it right for everybody else. I'm doing it because I want to try to clear out all of these clogs. I look at my, my energy and my potential as, as an artery. And over the years, it just gets clogged until I just have a heart attack and die. And I believe that's what our potential is like. Our potential, we're born with this big, blood-bursting artery, and it's just, boom, it's pumping, it's pumping, it's pumping. And then over the years, that resentment, that lie, that messaging, that thing we learned from Dad, what Mom said or didn't say, how Big Brother beat, beat us up, how we were rejected and made fun of in school, how that girl cheated on us and broke our fucking heart, how we were sexually abused. All these things are little clogs in that artery that, that by the time we get to just honestly our 20s, our potential, that like blood is hardly flowing through that artery anymore. Our potential is just completely suffocated. And so we don't have the fucking confidence or the courage to go out into the workforce or to like make powerful decisions for ourselves because, man, we're just trying to fucking get in where we fit in, not get hurt, just stay safe. Like, you're not going to hurt me. Please, will you be my friend? Like, oh, shit, I hope you don't cheat on me. Right? And we just, you know what I mean? Then we get into business, and many of us are in our you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. We get into business, and we think we're just going to fucking waltz in here and just start fucking boom, 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 shooting videos. I, is it no wonder that we have all of this 
limited potential. Isn't it? Isn't it so clear when we have this discussion why my potential is as limited as it is? It's not Dave Sharp. It's not Legendary Marketer. It's not Robert K. It's not any of these books. It's not any of the programs that I tried that didn't work. It's not any of that. It's that my potential over my life has been limited by no fault of my own. So it's not your fucking fault that it happened. But it is your goddamn responsibility to do something about it. Does this make sense? So look, we can all leave this room with as much plans about creating content. We can, we're going to go on Facebook. We're going to place ads, Facebook pixel, landing page, all this shit. It's great. But the truth of the matter is until you start to unclog and put stints and bandage because it's not pretty, you're not going to go through the artery and just fucking clear it out to where it's back like it was when you were born. You're just not going to do that. But you'll put a stint in it. The stint might be this, this environment here. This might be the stint. You'll put, you might, your ass might need a fucking pacemaker. You know what I mean? Like you might, like I don't know what you need. For me, there's so many things that I have in place. I've got a Monday night accountability group that I do with four other men, and we just sit and we talk about our fucking sex life. We talk about our fucking addictions. We talk about how am I acting out? How am I acting in? How am I, you know, how am I showing up in my life? How am I showing up in my marriage? How am I showing up as a dad? Like, we don't even talk about, like, that group's not even that I do for business. We don't talk about a single fucking thing about business. And then I go to a Tuesday 12-step meeting. And then I go Wednesday, two hours of fucking therapy. I go and see my therapist at 3 p.m. Every Wednesday, 3 p.m., I'm with Brian fucking Bacher in Largo, Florida. And then at 4 p.m., my wife comes and we go into couples. And that's just Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of my week. As a successful, whatever he said, multi-bajillionaire, look, guys... I have a potential that's not yet been reached. I'm still clogging out the artery. If you're wondering or comparing yourself to me, don't even bother. Don't even fucking bother. You don't stand a chance if you're not even doing one-eighth of what I'm doing to unclog my potential. Because I'm doing a lot. But I didn't know about that. I didn't know until somebody told me and had a real conversation with me like I'm having with you right now. I didn't know. I didn't know I was all fucking clogged up. You know, I didn't know my potential was being limited by my past and that it was my responsibility to do these. I thought, man, the more seminars I go to, I haven't found the right mentor, haven't found the right business, need the newest lead generation strategy. The truth of the matter is, is that all of my success that I would attribute in a, in a big way is, is because I've become more comfortable in my own skin because of the work that I've put on in outside of the seminar room. I've just become more comfortable in my own skin. I've just learned to accept myself more, accept all my bruises and scars in my past. I've made it right with mom, with dad, with somebody who sexually abused me when I was younger. Like I've gone to all these dark holes, all these things that I had all of this insecurity and, 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 you know, I was just 
I was running amok for many years. Why do you think that I lived the way that I did, had addiction, was homeless? I mean, do you think I just took a wrong turn? No, I didn't take a fucking wrong turn. I was trying to numb goddamn pain. I didn't just, help. little Johnny just started hanging out with the wrong people. I mean, yeah, but little Johnny's fucking hurting and nobody's listening to him, man. You know what I mean? Like he's fucking crying out for help and nobody hears him. I mean, even this morning, my, my, you know, my, my daughter was trying to tell my wife and I something. And I love my mom. My mom's growing with me. This isn't me throwing her under the bus. My mom's become so open to what my wife and I have learned that we do different now as in this generation to what she did with me. But my Cece was trying to tell us that she wanted to keep fucking face paint on her face. Like she got her face painted yesterday at this fair. She's with my mom. And she was like, Cece said this verbatim, I want to keep it on my face be forever because I want to keep it on my face forever. She just wanted to keep it on her face forever because she wanted to keep it on her face forever. That was why. And then Aaron was like, well, you know, gosh, honey, it's probably going to wash off. Maybe you should take a shower. And she's like, no, no, I don't want to take a shower. Right on FaceTime, my mom's right there. No, I don't want to take a shower. I don't want to. I want to leave it on my face forever. And then my mom comes in and she goes, and she's saying right now, oh, let's just not worry about that. Let's just talk to mom and dad right now. But she's, God damn it, she's saying, she's, she's trying to be heard. And so Aaron just kept talking to her about it. She said, okay, honey, look, here's another idea. We can go to the store and buy face paint. So if you wash it off tonight, we can paint your face again. She was like, ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I like that. I didn't even, Cece hadn't even thought about that. She just thought this was the only fucking face paint she could ever get. And she didn't ever want it to go off of her face. So when we think about even subtle things, see, a lot of times we think, God damn it, I wasn't abused, I wasn't traumatized. Like we have, and some of us can't even remember our childhood. But the question is, even small things like that, as we grow up and we just, we just don't feel heard, man. We just don't feel understood. Because our parents don't have the tools to be able to help us to feel heard and understood. Right? So what does that do after fucking 20 or 30 or 50 or 60 years of that? What, is, what do you think that does? What impact do you think that has? The most important people that we trust. Now, I'm not saying go out of this room and hate your fucking parents. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you're, whoever you were raised by probably loved you so much, but were completely and totally un-fucking-quipped to be able to help raise you to live in your full potential. Like, I even feel like with all I know, I'm scared that I'm not fully able to help Cece raise up to be her full potential. Like, it, it, with, even with what I know. So I damn sure know that your fucking parents or your family members back, and some of you are thinking, don't talk about my daddy like that. See, this ain't about, it's not about the quality or morale of the person. It's just, it's about us getting our needs met throughout our life. Did I feel heard? Did I feel validated? Right? Was an environment built to, to build my confidence and self-esteem to the max? And the truth of the matter is, no home is ideal. So now, what's the key? Now, what's the key? What do we, where do we go from here, Dave? Well, we have to. Here's the key. Here's the key.
reparent ourselves. We have to re-raise ourselves. What I do as an entrepreneur, when I'm in a situation, sometimes I got to talk to little Dave and say, hey, buddy, I know you're fucking scared, but I, I got you. Like, it's okay right now. Like, we're going to do this fucking video challenge. It's going to be uncomfortable, but we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have to reparent myself. I have to get, I have to choose wisely the people that I surround myself with. I have to cut out friends who might shame me and say, you know, like, keep score. Like, I, I got a friend, like, I called you. You didn't call me back. It's like, bro, I don't need this. Like, and I just cut them off. Like, we're not going to, I don't need friends that keep score. Like, you're not going to project your shame onto me. i got enough of it of my own to deal with. So I have to be very selective about who I continue to let influence me because I'm fucking fragile. You understand? I'm fragile. I'm fragile. Now, I don't care how big and fucking bad you are. I've seen the baddest motherfuckers, the loudest dudes. They're always the fucking softest inside. Right? Because it's all just a cover-up. A hundred percent of the time, not 99. So when I walk out of this, out of this room, look, I need to know the truth. I need to know the truth, which is what I'm telling you. I need to know how to unlock my, t- my potential, which is what I'm inviting you to begin to learn. There's no exact way to do it. Awareness is the first step to become extremely aware of self. I'm afraid. Why? Ooh, let me dig deeper. Let me go there instead of going to the six pack. Let me sit with this. Let me go deeper. Let me figure it out. Let me go talk to somebody, right? Somebody safe, not just goddamn Aunt Sally who's going to tell you to just fucking or, you know, Uncle Herbert who's, who doesn't have the fucking tools, to help me navigate this stuff. Let me give you a little hint. I don't talk about any of my personal sensitive potential stuff with any of my family. They're not qualified. So I start to find qualified people to help me sift and sort my stuff. Why? Because I want to reach my full potential. This is the goal. I'm trying to reach my full potential. I haven't reached my full potential in my marriage. I haven't reached my full potential as a father. I haven't reached my full potential as a, as a business person. I shared with you guys earlier the reason why I have somebody else posting my stuff for me in that, in that system that I use is because I will second guess things too much. I, guys, can I be vulnerable? This, I'm on this journey. Let me be an example, a model for you to inspire you. I'm not saying you need to have Monday accountability group, Tuesday 12-step meeting, thir- thir- uh, Wednesday counseling. I'm, I don't know what your journey looks like. There's not, a, there's, not a, there's not an exact blueprint for everybody, but the first point, the first step is the awareness. What do I think? Like, like we were talking to Nathan last night and his brother was here and uh, his brother described Nathan always as like this, this person who if he put his mind to something, he was going to achieve it. Well, he developed that some fucking how. I don't know how because I wasn't there when he grew up. But somehow, some, and, and oftentimes my mother was a middle child. Oftentimes the middle child, and this may fit or not fit, 
But oftentimes the middle child feels unseen and unheard because they're not the baby who gets all the love and the attention, but they're also not the firstborn who gets like who's already achieving in life and oftentimes gets a lot of the accolades. My mom grew up with five children. The first was uh, my Aunt Marilyn. She was a, an academic achiever. So as my mom was born, my Aunt Marilyn was already getting accolades and awards and stuff, so she got a lot of attention. Well, the second oldest son was a boy who was a basketball star. So he starts playing basketball. Who, whose attention do you think he gets with that? Everybody's. Mom and dad's. Then comes along my mom, middle child, right? She's, where is my place in this family? Where do I look? Hey, hello, do I matter? Right, so she had, she developed certain things to get noticed, right? Maybe Nathan's just a natural born fucking badass achiever. He's like a robot. But my guess is, is he probably grew up in an environment as a middle child and said, I'm going to leave my fucking mark. Like I got to, this is what I got to do. I got to win. I got to fucking succeed. I'm not going to be ignored. Does that fit or not? Is that you? And so you became an overachiever as a result of not wanting to be invisible. Like, hey, I'm going to matter. I've, I've, got, I've got other uh, people that I know were the baby in a family, and they always had everything done for them. Yeah. So now all of a sudden I grow up. This was me. I was an only child. My mom fucking wiped my ass. She picked up after me. She was like, so man, all of a sudden I grew up and I got married and my wife's like, bitch, I ain't picking up your fucking underwear. You grow the fuck up. Because I'm like, oh, she'll get that. She got that. Do that. Like I had to grow. I had to grow myself up because I was used to being taken care of as so many other babies and families. Is this starting to make sense? So if I'm just waiting for somebody to do it for me, right, I need to, I need to dig where is that coming from and how might that be hindering me from reaching my full potential? Now, a lot of times with overachievers, people who are just achieve, 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 right, we burn out easy. We have to learn how to love ourselves right? And I'm not putting myself in that same category because I, I have a different reason why I achieve. You know, I think that the reason why I achieve was because I, you know, I, I really had a rough patch and created a very difficult situation for myself starting at about 13 or 14. And I just was like destined to be a fucking failure. And I was like banished from all of my social circles so when I finally got clean out of just total desperation, look, I got clean because I basically ran out of fucking money opportunity and got locked up several times. An addict never stops using until he runs out of money. So it wasn't like I just woke up and I was like, today's a good day to get clean. No, fuck that. I was like, I am totally out of all my options. So when I, when I woke up and smelt the roses about that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to make like... I need to make up for a lot of lost time. So I just kind of ran, you know, and just didn't look up for a long time. But I was reenacting a lot of my childhood trauma that I had to go. And I won't get into all of that because that's personal. Quite frankly, I, that's not even useful. 
I'm still working through this stuff. Does this make sense? It's an ever like sexual abuse from childhood and like all this kind of stuff. Like I'm still working through this stuff. Does this make sense? But the point is, is that oftentimes overachievers, we, you know, we, they, they have to learn how to care for themselves, do better self-care, right? They're mothers, they're, you know, wives and husbands, they've got businesses, they do, 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 do for everybody and all this. And all of a sudden they just, a lot of times have just a goddamn breakdown because it's like, I just can't, I'm tired. I just can't. I'm burnt out. I'm done. I'm tired of putting on the face for the whole world. I just, I need somewhere to be safe and just total. I need to be taken care of. I need to be taken care of. Right? That's what a lot of times overachievers experience. And I recently told my wife that. I said, God, I've been overachieving and excelling for so long and not letting anybody care for me and take care of me. And I just need to feel you taking care of me. See, these are the honest, this is the honesty that I'm talking about in our relationships and with other people. Like being willing to tell somebody, our spouse, as a man, I need you to take care of me. Like I need you to hold me. Because I'm missing what I didn't get from my mom. Or I'm, I'm just feeling lonely like I've been on the run for a long time. Does this make sense? So again, reaching my full potential when I, when I leave here is, it's, we want to make sure that we're digging in the right hole. Does this make sense? We want to make sure that we're not taking the placebo. Because what most business seminars that are designed that just pitch, like you come into the fucking seminar and it's like, come here and you're going to change your life. And then it's just like all these guys get up and they just pitch, pitch, pitch. And it's just thing after thing. And it's thing to, and it's all this bullshit. Like that's the fucking placebo. Or I leave this, I leave this, this door and I and look guys, this talk here, it's making me zero money. And it's like, it's, it's not exciting and it's not fucking, it's not shiny and it's not like getting everybody excited. It's like the whole feeling of the room has become heavier, but God damn it. Like, do you want the fucking truth or do you want the goddamn placebo or the, uh, the, the, the sugar pill? I almost said placenta. <laughs> Thinking about having that next baby. Yes. <laughs> want the right pill, man. Want to take the right pill. Want to take the right medicine. So one last thing. When you leave here, I want you guys to, in the spirit of reaching our full potential, I'd like to assign you guys to go through and take a full inventory of who you're listening to and who's influencing your life. Right? Because it does start with clearing out the messaging that we're receiving. Right? Because in order for me to start to learn to hear myself, which is the most important person you'll ever listen to, in order for me to start being able to hear my own thoughts and listen to my gut, which your gut, it, it will never lie to you. It will never lie to you. And men, women are not the only ones that have intuition. 
every single bad decision you've ever made, you knew you were making it when you made it. But you just ignored it. You ignored the signs. You ignored the feeling. Your body speaks to you. It does. Your body speaks to you. It tells you. You feel it. But because we're in the business as humans of numbing out, we just don't hear. We don't, we don't listen. We don't listen when it says, no, don't go with him. Or don't do that. Or don't go there. Or don't talk to that person right now. You need to be alone with yourself and take care of yourself. Right? Have you ever needed to just be alone? But you let somebody into your space and just you became resentful and angry and you were just like, why? why? I just And then, right, the more we do that, the more we just lose touch and now we're just confused why we're angry. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to DaveSharpShow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.